0: Are you ready to unapologetically unleash your bold and define your life, money, and business? Define You Radio Class is in session with host the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin-Wallace, brings you the stories behind the glory. Hear from women and men who decided that life didn't define them. They were going to define themselves. Pen and papers ready. Class is now in session.
1: Well, happy Sunday, everyone. I am your host, Valencia Griffin Wallace. I know if you've tuned in before on the Sundays, you know normally the intro is a little different. So, but this is the intro I love. So, I decided to bring the Tuesday intro into Sundays also. With that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Define You Radio Presents the Healing You series, where you get to hear the tips, strategies, and life lessons from our feature guests. If you guys hadn't had a chance to grab your free gift from me, make sure you go to bit.ly slash keep it queen like while it's still available. If you guys listen to me regularly, my voice may sound a little different. I'm battling with some, um, sinus cold issues from skipping state last weekend but guess what we're going to make it work if you don't notice the difference it's all good so as usual I am also going to be joined a little later in the show with my wonderful co-host Miss Tasha Dearborn of Positive Express who will add her questions and thoughts throughout the show With that being said, we have a much needed, much anticipated show planned for tonight. And I say this because one of my favorite sayings is faith makes things possible, not easy. But I want to put a little spin on this tonight. We're going to change it up and we're going to say faith makes a vision possible, but not easy. And I know so many of you guys can relate to that. That brings us to tonight's topic, restoring your vision, with our guest, K.M. Johnson-Davis, and I'll bring her on shortly. She is a visionary leader, an internationally known speaker, consultant, author, minister, and the word I have so many problems with, but we're going to try it again, entrepreneur. (laughs) So, I don't know about you guys, but I'm so ready to get into this show tonight. but first, let's go ahead and welcome our guest on k m Are you there
0: I'm here, Valencia. How are you
1: i'm doing I'm doing great. It's <laughs> me and that word I'm so serious me and that word. Just don't get along at all. That is one of my 2017 goals is to learn how to pronounce the word so it flows like butter. Entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I swear it's, it's, uh, you know. it's a crazy. <laughs> it, it just sounds weird. It's just one of those words that just sounds extremely weird. So, KM, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about you, you know, filling any gaps that I left
0: open Well, um, I am a minister, a certified Christian life coach. I'm also a business consultant, and as you have already said, an international speaker. Um, I travel the world speaking and teaching people on faith. I've spent the last 8 to 10 years really just trying to help people to understand their vision and purpose for their life and to be able to move forward in bringing that to fruition with faith and not fear and so yeah that's what I do I try to help people uh Christian leaders and entrepreneurs learn how to do life business and faith by design
1: I love that that was said beautifully I wanted to dive in a little bit and kind of talk about your post the other day if you guys. Don't follow her on social media. The links are in the the show notes and, of course, on the Define You Radio's Facebook page. But she made a very interesting post that I loved, and I had to laugh because I think I asked the same question. So if you want to go ahead and tell a little bit about the post I'm referring to, that would be awesome.
0: (laughs) Well, the post (laughs) that I believe you're referring to is the post regarding my name, K.M. Johnson Davis. And um, I go by my initials. So a lot of times I get asked the question all the time, you know, is it Kim? Is it Kimberly? Like people are always trying to put in, you know, the extra, the the vowel in between. And I'm like, nope, it's KM. I go by my initials. And, You know, so then, of of course, people want to know what my first name is. And the whole purpose of me going by my initials is because I don't want to disclose my first name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that kind of defeats the purpose. However, um, I wrote the post not out of anger or spite or frustration, but I said, you know, maybe I should just shed a little light because there might be other people battling with this. And so I decided to kind of – Just kind of let people know that I chose to go by my initials about eight years ago, before I published my first book, and it was a professional decision. Um, It's known well uh, amongst my family and friends how I I don't—I guess I don't necessarily care for my first name. However, the reason for going with my initials was strictly professional, Um, and it still gives homage to my first name, you know, in that I'm using that initial, but I didn't want to be I didn't want people to see me before they actually saw me. And what I mean by that is it was like my name preceded me. So I never had a chance mm. to get in the room and state my cause. You know, everyone I w- would be judged by my name. They would know that I was a female and they would know that I was African American or some type of minority just because of my name, and I didn't want that. And Honestly, because I'm in ministry, and this is just in business being 100%. The biggest concern for me was not even about um, my my uh, race. It was more about my gender. And I know how in the business industry and in the ministerial world that if you're a woman, you know that can cause issues too. So KM, you know, just lets you say, let me meet this person behind the word, not you know say. Well, I don't want this person to come because of their name
1: It's funny you say that Well, number one, kudos for that decision And a couple of years ago in psychology We actually discussed this How people are, you know, applications or resumes or things You know, you're judged by your name I mean, no one wants to say it out loud but mm-hmm. a lot of times people will, you know, if you have all 26 letters of the alphabet and it could be a family name mm-hmm. and people will make a judgment on that or or pronouncing it wrong. Because even Precisely. though to me, my name is simple. I've had, you know, encounters with people that have had an issue pronouncing Valencia. And so mm-hmm. like my in-laws and certain people just For short, they call me Lynn because it it makes my life easier, their life easier instead of them butchering my name. So I completely understand and respect your decision. But like I said, I had to bring it up because (laughs) I'm like 90% sure I probably ask you, well, what's the KM stand for? I'm like 90, 95%.
0: (laughs) I don't think that you did. Like I don't remember. And if you did, it wasn't the the post had nothing to do with you. <laughs>
1: but I but I'm I love that uh, the assertiveness of it, and it was it wasn't just a, you being assertive. It was this is what it is. But you actually, you know, it was a thought out process. It wasn't like I woke up on Monday and decided I wanted to be called something else, so to speak. Like you you have actual reasons behind it. So I thought that was very right. interesting. And and I love it because like KM, you know, like you said, no one knows your race or your gender. Is, this is business. I'm KM. There it right. goes.
0: And, you know, <laughs> And to be honest with you, I've stepped more into it now because now, and I'm just being 100% here, you know, I I think if you read further into my post, I bring up the biblical characters whose names were changed or people um, that were in the Bible, Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah. You know, that marked a time, a change in their life. And Mm. so sometimes you've got to step into whatever you know, your, your change is. And for me being called KM marked a a, a time of change, a good change. You know, I'm going into the professional part of my life now. Uh, It's no longer playtime anymore. You know, as you say, class is in session, you know, or school is in session. I I mean, it's, it's time. It's time for me to be who I've been called to be. And so, and now I am being called KM.
1: Okay. So I'm so trying to get into this interview. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm like, hold on, I I may need to um, change my name because I always say I went from from G baby to Val to Valencia so on and so forth. But that was like, I may need to change my name now that class is truly in session. So guys, if you're listening, don't be surprised if you know, (laughs) I'm, I'm really considering this. So, KM, what made you decide to become a minister?
0: Well, you know, actually, it wasn't even, I think the decision was more in accepting the call than actually deciding to be a minister. Um, I was called to ministry a long time ago, and I knew I was called um, from a very young age. But, of course, like most people, you know, in the church that have grown up in the church, I did what I, you know, I I went to church with my family, and as soon as I left home, I did what I did. You know, I, I wasn't trying to hear all of that. So... You know, I had to go out and sow my oats, but eventually I realized that I can't keep running from who I've been called to be. My, my path is going to continue to be a struggle if I keep running, you know, so why not just submit and give this thing a try? And, and that's really the truth. You know, it wasn't a turn. It wasn't something really drastic and crazy that happened in my life. It was just finally a moment in my life I said, you know what? Okay, God. I've tried everything my way. I'm going to try things your way, and I'll go ahead and accept the call that you've been having on my life all this time, and I'm just going to go forward, and, you know, how can I go wrong? Hmm.
1: That's a powerful, (laughs) that's like a powerful statement because I know not just with ministry, but just, People, us in general, we ignore the call or we think that, uh, you know, oh, Lord, that must be for somebody else. I can raise my hand on that one. And Mm -hmm. as we get into talking about faith and vision, you had to have had like a lot of faith (laughs) that, okay, (laughs) this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, I think that's really interesting. Do you find even as a minister, your faith is tested?
0: Of course, probably even more so. I mean, you know, I think that a lot of times we put clergy in a whole nother category like things don't affect them the same way it affects the lay person but I think that um, it affects us twice as much you know or three times as much because not only am I having to believe God for myself I'm having to believe God for you and every other person that comes towards me you know having faith is is really just you know trusting and believing the things that you cannot see And, and it takes a lot of you know it takes a lot of courage to be able to step out into that and you know the bible tells us that we've all been given a measure of faith you know and so it just determines you as a person how much you've allowed that faith to grow and so even though everybody has a measure of faith it's still it's still going to be tested it's still going to be tried and
1: you know i think that kind of brings it back to that opening quote That I said about faith makes things possible, not easy. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of us kind of go through this thing. I know I did. And guys, if you can agree and want to get on the line, feel free to press one. But I thought when I said, okay, Lord, like that, said it like that, okay, Lord, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to walk in obedience. I'm going to do this thing that I feel like you called, that I know you called me to do. So I'm thinking it was Mm going to be easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl, but that was not (laughs) the pace at all. Mm -hmm. So what do you you think of that?
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, and you know what, and I think that's just the same thing, like with people who decide to start going to church again. They're like, "Oh, because I go to church now, everything I shouldn't have anything bad happen in my life. It doesn't change, it just like you said, it makes it possible. it gives you an, an extra ounce of something to help you get through it, but it doesn't take it away and so you know, I think like if if we're we're wanting to say, how do you continue to have faith?" um when these things are happening to you you know it it's it's really a matter of persistence because what you know the testing of of our faith tries is what gives us our patience it is what builds our faith it's what you know what helps us to continue to go on so every time that your faith is tested it's just making you stronger you know if you don't work it then it it can't build Faith in my, in my mind, because I know you had asked me earlier, you know, about what, what I thought about faith. And I mean, faith in my mind is, is a muscle, you know, it's like a muscle. So if you go to the gym and you're working your muscles because you want to get stronger, think about your faith. It has to be worked too so it can get stronger. Because the next time you hit that situation or you have that circumstance, then you, can, you know what to do. You know, you know how to pray, or you know how to believe, you know how to trust, you know what the outcome could possibly be because you've experienced it before, you've had to use your faith for it before, so you don't doubt anymore. But it, but it has to be it has to be tested so it can get stronger, so it can be built. Does that make sense? Mm. No, it it
1: you hit the nail on the head, or like I say, dropped a couple of mics. uh because definitely I I agree that it is a muscle and you get a little bit of faith and a little bit of more faith and, and so on. And it's, it's hard. And as, as we kind of turn the conversation and talking about having a vision for your life, I know with, with faith, I had faith and then I had a vision for my life and they all, they seem like two different like they seem more like third cousins instead of brother and sister. (laughs) Like, okay, Lord, I have faith that you're going to change my life, but I didn't have that same faith in the vision that he presented me with, if that makes sense.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: Touch on it. Well, it
0: makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So, so if, one God gives us each a vision for our lives. And I know we talked about this before in um the group training a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's just kinda like you have this vision and you know what you want it to look like, but then now you gotta fuel it with, with that belief that it's going to come to pass, right? And so um it, it it's very easy to segregate faith and vision but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna talk to them because they're, cause they, they're, the, they're one and the same. Okay, we're gonna talk about identical twins instead of fraternal. Okay, so, okay. so I want you to look at it like they're, they, they came out the same when they come out the womb. You know, I'm gonna have to talk to, cause, yes. So when this, when your vision is coming out the womb, so is that faith. That faith is what's pushing it out there. You, you see what I'm saying? So when you're in that mm-hmm. delivery room, that vision that you're pushing, just imagine that the faith is what's pushing it through, and so. You know, you can't have one without the other. You can't have faith without vision or vision without faith. You have to be able to see what it is that you're believing for. Now, you see it with your mind's eye and not with your physical eye because the word vision, and I'm I'm sorry, (laughs) but the word vision means what? To see. And so Mm -hmm. if you can't see what it is that you're believing for, then you can't have it. And you have to have enough faith to what? To see what you cannot see. All right? So, so again, that's where your mind's eye comes into play, and so you have to be able to to activate your faith if you want to see your vision come to light. Does this make sense? I, yes, I ma'am. I'm trying to touch on it without going too too deep.
1: <laughs> do what you got to do.
0: But,
1: Class is always in okay. session.
0: But I mean, it everything starts everything starts with what you believe. Okay, so if you don't believe that you can do certain things, then it will never come to pass and belief is the form of what it's the form of your faith it's what you have faith in whether you have faith in yourself, another person, God, the universe, whatever it is you're believing in if you don't have belief in it, if you don't have faith in it 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 it's not going to happen you know i you've heard people say if you have you had more faith in that chair because you didn't even check the screws before you sat down on it. You knew it would hold you up. That's the same type of faith you have to have in in what it is that you're trying to do. But I'm going to challenge you a little bit more. I had a situation where I found myself, you know, in a rut. I had a dream. I had a vision. I knew that this is what God had called me to do. And I kind of gave up on it because nothing was going to plan. And so I took a step back. And I said, well, God, I guess, you know, maybe I was looking at it wrong. Maybe this is not what I really saw. When I said that, it's like my vision just went blank. I could not see anything. I couldn't see any of the things that I had once saw before. And I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone, and she said to me, she said, and I don't think I've ever even told her that she said this, but she said to me, um, I was telling her that I wanted to do something. And she said, well, if you can't see it, it's not going to happen. And, hmm. and 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 I I it and I said well she's right she said you know girl you got to really you you need to start visualizing it and I was like what is she talking about I'm the coach here you know <laughs> and so I said I guess she's right you know she's right I wasn't I wasn't visualizing it even though I might have been sitting in a position that that did not reflect what it is that I once saw I still had to start visualizing that again so that I could see where I was going. As soon as I was able to see where I wanted to go, doors began to open and the, and the road began to be paved. And so that's why I said, going back to what I said earlier about the baby, so your vision is your baby and your faith is what pushes it out. So that's why I said, you know, your faith is what fuels the vision. You can't get the vision out there until you're able to visualize it and see. The faith is what pushes it out. So we all sit here and we're sitting here and we 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 we're, we're in our you know we have We've been carrying the baby for nine months and we're ready to labor, but you can't labor. You can't get the baby out because you have no faith. You've been carrying Mm. that baby. You're you're tired. You're, 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 You're feeling all full and your body all swelled up because you have no faith. But then as soon as you start to believe that you can get this baby out, I'm telling you the faith will push the baby out. So you've got to use your faith to fuel the vision.
1: Wow. Is all I could say. Wow. You, you just, wow. Let me go back. Cause I'd never heard what you said earlier about the chair <laughs> about, you know, we have, you know, it, but that's so true. And if people think of it even me, cause now I'm not gonna look at a chair the same way. Like I have faith to know that, you know, the couch is gonna hold me, the chair is gonna hold me. I, I, mm-hmm. like I know, like I know. Mm-hmm. But it is our and, faith that's
0: solid. Mhm. And you know, and and then there's, I mean, we could take it further. When you go get gas, my car takes what premium? I I mean, I'm not going up there and sitting overnight waiting for the gas man to show up and making sure that he's putting premium in that pump that I'm about to choose. You know, I'm trusting and believing and having faith that when I select premium on that gas pump and I put it in my car, that that's what's coming out of it. And I don't think twice about it. I press the button and I keep on moving. But when when it comes to God telling us to do something, or we see a vision, or or we decide that there's there's oh I, I I believe this is what I'm called to do, all of a sudden we begin to doubt it because we can't see it. But we can, but we don't doubt all these other things. We just we just assume and know that they are so. But why can't you use that about the things for your life?
1: Mm. I know a lot of people are feeling like they've been put in a corner. Right now, because KM really made it plain, you just made it so simple and plain that we, you know, we don't question that we're getting gas, we don't, we don't question the chair, but we question our faith, you know, but the funny thing is, like I said, no one wants to say that out loud, no one, you know, like, no one wants to say it out loud. But if we're honest, we've all questioned it. Mm hmm question our, our vision you know and i guess like questioning your vision is questioning your faith mhm interesting very and interesting it's
0: not it's not just you you know when you're questioning your vision you're questioning the person that gave it to you and you're questioning you yourself your ability to do so and the gifts and talents that lie within you because everything that you have everything that you need in order to um, to do whatever it is that's been given to you to do, you already possess it within you and and this is a true statement because God is not going to give me he's not going to give me a vision to do something that I am not capable of doing mm. I' have never been given a vision. There, I have had people come to me numerous times about different things that they want to do, and God never gave me those things. Why? Because they were not my vision. I'm not equipped to do them. That is not my skill set. That's not my gifting. That's not my talent. That is not my calling, nor is it my destiny. And so we have to understand that what is given to us is for us. And when you can accept that truth, then you can begin to start to build your faith in the vision that you have.
1: And that's where obedience comes in, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm sure. Because um, I'm going to tell you, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to this. I had a vision with no no path, no, never seen anyone around me do it before. I just knew like I knew this was what I was supposed to do with my life. And I had faith because I, I know what God has done in my life. The hardest thing for me was to to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to go forward with it because it was uncomfortable and it was different and nobody around me was doing anything like it. So what do you say when, when people have, have the faith and they have the vision? But they still have to say that, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> well, and I mean, I guess that's just that's in the obedience too. But you have to trust, you know, that's where I guess the trust comes in because you have to be able to trust that God is going to lead guide and direct you along the way. You know, he said that he would never leave you nor forsake you. So, again, he's not going to give you a vision that you're not equipped to do. And he's also not going to give you something that he won't help you out with along the way, sends you the resources that you need, whether it's knowledge or individuals. I mean, he will give you what it is that you need. Sometimes he puts you in jobs just so that you can learn, how a, learn a certain skill set, learn something from the inside. I remember uh, there was a time that I, that I had taken a job and I didn't want to take it. And I couldn't understand why I was there until, you know, I realized I was in the best seat of the house. I was, you know, working an accounting job for a coaching company. Go figure. I'm a licensed Wow. So it put me, it it gave me a different perspective. It let me see how my industry could make millions. You know, it let me see someone who was already doing it, you know, and and, and God allowed that. I wasn't even looking for that. And so you have to really pay attention to what God is doing because sometimes, you know, his direction, his guidance is not what we think it should look like, you know, but, but it's, it's little clues that he's given us along the way, so that we can fulfill the vision that he's given
1: us. I I love that every everything in in life is is not just cause you know every I could look back now in in my life to where things that I've looked at was you know wasteful situations or terrible situations, but I can pick lessons that I apply now, like nothing, you know, nothing is wasted that I've learned in these Mm -hmm. 40 years, good, Mm -hmm. bad, and ugly. I promise they're being applied today. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what do we, no, go ahead.
0: Well, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I, you know, I've kind of had the the mantra that um, everything happens for a reason and I don't want to live a life of regrets. Not regrets like the Snickers commercial, but <laughs> regrets. <laughs> but I say no regrets in the sense of knowing that if it's happening that God allowed it and I need to figure out what lesson I'm learning this time and make sure I just learn that lesson so I can move forward. And so just like Joseph, everything leads from one you know from the time that he received his coat his brothers were jealous and threw him in the pit to the time they ended up having to bow down to him you know in the castle in the palace all of it mattered even though there people would say he should have never told them his dream even though people say oh the you know the boy shouldn't have been jealous and they shouldn't have thrown him in the pit no they had to it had to happen and so that's how I look at everything in my life that it had to happen
1: Wow, that that is a great statement and story that you use in so much of his life, and and so much of our lives. Because you'll see comments and posts, and people will say, um, "Hustle in silence and don't tell anybody your dream or your vision. Keep it to yourself, so on and so forth." And I I see that, and I under I understand it. But then I also see it and look at it like the person you may not be telling may be the very person that,
0: that you know God,
1: <laughs> right that you know may push you and say, Hey, I saw you wanted to do X, Y, and Z. I I know how to do at least Y, you know. So that's a very very interesting we we never know. And we listen to the wrong advice a lot of times. So once once we have our vision, or once, once we're pretty clear or at least know what direction we should be going, what do you think we should do next?
0: Um. Well, you know, I'm a big person when it comes to vision boarding and then mapping out a strategy. Like, those are my two biggest things. I know some people say that God, I've heard the, you know, the quote, God laughs at our plans. But I can tell you one thing. <laughs> God is a man with a plan, (laughs) you know. And so I don't really think that he laughs at our plans. I think that he appreciates that we even take the time to plan when we do, because it's saying that we're taking serious the things that he's given us and that, you know, when I, I know I told you before that when I do my vision board, I leave space on there for possibilities and that's kind of, you know, leaving room for God to move. And so I know that he can come in and change everything up in an instant. I know that this might not be solid, that, that next week he could say, well, you know what, KM, this is the vision I gave you because I wanted you to execute it so that you could meet so-and-so and so-and-so, but now I'm going to send you down a different road. He can do that, and I'm okay with that. But I have to have a plan so I can at least start on the course. And so my, what I like to advocate is that you once you know your vision, obviously the scripture tells us to write the vision, make it plain. Write it up on tablets so they that see it can run with it. Right? You can't run with something that's not planned out. And so, to me, that right there tells you you got to have a strategy.
1: Let's let's rewind because I know, <laughs> I know. Well, number one, when you did the class, and thank you again. It was an awesome class. When you did the class in the private group on Facebook. I was taking notes and I was like, "Oh lord, I got to go back and do some write my stuff down, you know, cuz I've written it down before and lost list and I said I need to write it in a in a way that I don't lose it." I didn't write it the way that you said it, but I was like, "Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. good." And like I say knowledge is power if you apply it. So, you gave the mm-hmm. knowledge and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to apply this cuz I really like this idea." Now, let's go back to people that don't even have a vision board. And I when I run across those people, I'm like, what? You don't have a vision board. <laughs> and then I've had conversations with people who don't
0: have a clue
1: what a vision, what a vision, board, vision board is. is. <laughs> your, your, your advice, please.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so if you're listening and you don't know what a vision board is, it's something that you need to get ASAP. No, I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> Um a vision board is, you know, basically it's a board with everything that you are visualizing, you know, images and, and words that are put onto it. Now my advice is if you don't know what it is, do a little bit of research um, and find out exactly what it is. But if you do know what it is and you just don't have one, you need to do it because that's part of what's stalling you. It's As long as you have a vision and and you don't have anything else but it, this thought in your head and this idea that's all it is i'm i'm sorry to tell you and it's not going to come to fruition you're not going to see it manifest because you're not doing anything with it holding it in your head is not doing anything with it exactly. and you 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 have to get it out and so putting it on that board number 1 that's getting all those ideas out there number 2 it's putting it's putting it in front of you it's helping you to be able to focus on what it is that you are visualizing for your life. And the more that you see this thing, because remember I said you have to visualize what it is that you're believing God for. So the more that you see it, the more you're able to visualize it. Now it's not going to be a blank thing in your head because you see it. So you've got to put all that stuff out, out of your head onto something, you know, a piece of paper, notebook, big post report, whatever. So that you can really see this, this this vision that God has given you for your life. So instead of running around trying to get into everything that you feel like is a great you know, the next best thing to get a, become a mm-hmm. part of. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why people get off track because they're they get these great ideas but, but the the ideas are not grounded, they're not rooted and they're not they have nothing to do with their vision, they're just great ideas for the moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, I should go take this job and I should go move over here or go meet this person. And God didn't say nothing about any of that. That's not has anything to do with that doesn't have anything to do with the vision for your life. But because you haven't taken the time out to figure out what that vision is, you're running all over the place, like a chicken with your head cut off.
1: And chasing the next shiny new ball. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, I mm-hmm. see, I see the confusion all the time I see it And one of the things that I've said in the group And it's funny I was listening to something else And this guy said it I was like what he, I, Did I You know where that came from but I always say About having other people's Finish line Because it looks good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get Confused Because we're looking at somebody else's Finish line which had to do with their Vision it has nothing to do with Ours and well, will you I've know, had, that's why
0: it's important. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, I've had so many people, Valencia, come up to me and, you know, and I'm mentoring them, coaching them, counseling, whatever. And suddenly they say, oh, I want to do exactly what you're doing. And my thing is, well, is that the vision for your life? Or did you just look at what I'm doing and say, you know, I think this will be something great to do. Because it doesn't you know, and you don't even know what comes with this but we're not gonna talk right. about that. <laughs> you know, they but, don't know the banking is end. this really Exactly, like is this really what you're called to do? You know, just this where your skill set is, is this your gifting? And you know, and and I remember um an individual came to me one time and, you know, she said she wanted to do one thing. I think she wanted to get into real estate for instance. And then um and then, you know, not too long after she was mentioning some other things and I said well you can't do them all right now which one do you want to start with and she said no I'm going to do them all and I said well what well I can't help you until you focus on you know what direction you're trying to go in what's the most important one not saying that you can't do more than one thing but as I said in in another interview um a few about a month or so ago you know you have to have your main course and your side dishes. You have to know what your main fo- focus is. Hello? Uh, no, I wasn't sure.
1: That was like the. That was kind of like a drop a drop off uh, moment, oh. but that is that's that's kind of like that. What I call a one and done, the period at the end of the sentence. But I wanted to bring our fabulous co-host Tasha. Tasha mentors teens. She mentors teens, and I know she has a question about or a question or a comment about vision boards, so I'm going to go ahead and welcome Tasha to the show. Tasha. Hey. Good evening, y'all. Hey, Tasha. Good Good evening. Yeah. Hey, I have a question. For KM. Um, I wanted to know um, How often for For uh, teens would you say That they need to revisit or revise Their vision boards
0: I would say the exact same Amount of time as you would an adult Because obviously Teens are still going through Their discovery phase But they can figure It out early on And not have to be where we are at, You know in our later ages Um it depends on how early they start. If they start when they are like fifteen or sixteen, then they might wanna come and look at it again, you know, once a year. But then as they get closer to going to college, I think that they really should if not annually, definitely quarterly. Because their 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 thoughts are changing constantly. And so you gotta hone right. them in on what it is that they really truly aspire to do.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay.
0: How often awesome. do
1: you do you revisit or revise yours, KM? I have questions. <laughs> I kind of do mine once my, a year, and I'm like, I'm done. But should I quarterly, you know, update it quarterly or
0: twice a year? So my my once mine is like my main one is once a year. So, I, but I have like a main one, and then I'll do smaller ones throughout the year. So that means if I want to, if I feel like I need to focus in on, on an area, because I have the main one that has to do with my entire life, my, my, my big vision. And then the smaller ones are like when you want to focus in on a specific area for that year. So say this year you wanted to focus on more quality time with your family, then you might do a vision book that is focused just on what that's going to look like and then this is what you're focusing on, even though you have the one big vision. For your year and so because you know thinking about it and I think I don't know if I've mentioned this before but because ev- everything that you do should point towards your vision and so you have to have the one big vision so as things are coming across your plate you know what to say no to and what to accept.
1: KM our conversations are truly classes in session every time we talk I end up with homework so, guys, if you guys are listening, if you have, because I love that, I think it's a great idea, and I will be doing that this week, my smaller ones, because it makes, it makes sense, because I have the one which everything is on, but I like the detailed smaller ones, so I'll keep you guys posted. So, my my vision is clear, pretty much clear. And, and you know, I, I know what to do when it feels like I just oh, can't handle it anymore. What do you recommend people do when it seems like their vision isn't going the way they thought? When their faith gets a little weak, the baby's getting stuck, the baby didn't come out looking like they thought it was going to look, <laughs> you know, how, how can
0: they continue to go when, when it's not? what they thought. Well, you know what? That happened to me. Um, as we got into the quarter, the first quarter, it was going very well for me in the sense that I could see that my vision was coming into focus this year. It was like, oh, you know, this is great. It's wonderful. And then there came a moment where it felt like it just stunted. And I I had a little breakdown. I said, oh, my gosh, this is not what it's supposed to be. It was going so great. What's happening now? And so what I ended up doing was going back to my vision, you know, and saying, I I went back to my vision board, stood in front of it, and I looked at it and I said, what am I doing right now that doesn't match up with what I said my vision is for my life? Mm. You know, what am I doing right now that doesn't match up with what I said that I was trying to accomplish this, you know, this quarter? How when Then you have to kind of do a little soul searching. Sometimes we get off course not because, we, not because God has shifted us, but because we have kind of taken, uh, we we began to, I like to say, we we just started to waddle in the weight in the water, you know, a little bit, <laughs> and, and we've kind of sway, swifted away, in with the water instead of being shifted by God. And so, if you were shifted by God, then you wouldn't get discouraged. But if you were, if you're just kind of swaying away, you know, because you got that shiny object syndrome or because you thought this was a better thing to do or, you know, you wanted, you started doing things a different way than you had originally planned, that's going to get you off course and, and then it's not going to result in what you expected and then you're going to get discouraged. So it's, you have to go back to the drawing board. Look at your vision. And sometimes what you put down for your vision might not really be your vision. You got to question yourself because a lot of times the first person you lie to is yourself.
1: Mm. Say that one more time
0: <laughs> A lot of times the first person you lie to is yourself I mean because we want to believe that we're something that we're not Or that we should be something that we're not Instead of just accepting who we are I mean the first time that I accepted who God created me to be And who I am for who I am it I'm telling you, it freed me <laughs> That, and that makes,
1: that I'm going to tell you, that, that makes so much sense. And especially a lot of times, I think we listen to other people. And I'm going to give you guys a quick, a quick example. A lot of people know that in my course of growing into Valencia, I lost 80 pounds. And I've kept it off for 10 years. So someone actually told me that you know, well, you should do health coaching or, you know, teach people about health and losing weight. I, I, And I said, no, I'm not an expert in that. That doesn't, I'm not passionate about that. That was something I did for me because I knew it was a needed change I need to make. Now, somebody else and this person looking at it, to them it made sense. I, I lost a, a huge amount of weight and kept it off. And to them, it made sense because I knew how to do it, but I wasn't passionate about it. That was not my vision. That was a vision mm-hmm. that they thought that would be good for me to have, something I could be successful in or whatever else. And I think a lot of times we get caught up on something we know how to do, but you know that's not the vision for your life. That's somebody else's vision for your life. You will not see me help coaching or giving, you know, no I don't see that and I will be surprised if <laughs> God says, Okay Valencia, now this is what I just I don't eat right. So I definitely couldn't <laughs> be a help coach. You know, but it's people will get caught up with with things like that and our vision will so to speak get distorted. It'll get distorted
0: by it,
1: listening listen to other people.
0: And I think that happens easily when you don't have your vision board in place, when you don't know what your vision truly is, when you are still questioning things. Because um, they're, they're, I'm just like you, you know, I had someone, I think I created a flyer for my church, my mom's church, um, last week. And when we went to print it out, the lady said, you should do this for a living. And I said, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> (laughs) No, I shouldn't, (laughs) but you could make some money doing this, she said, and I said, well, that would probably be very true, but I will not be doing that, (laughs) you know, Hmm. because it's not my calling. I, you know, it's just something that God has given me the ability to do, but I use it for ministry and for my business and I, and I'm thankful for that, but it's not for anybody else, (laughs) you know, and I understand that. And so little things like that will get you, of course, because then you're thinking, ooh, I can make some money, and then I'd be able to pay for this and pay for that. But, again, that goes back to what I said about knowing what your your big vision is and knowing that everything that you do should point towards that vision.
1: Mm. You hit the nail on the head with that. and I And I thank you for saying that because a lot of people – we think that, and I say we, cause I'll include me in this category. We think because we're good at something that this is what we're supposed to do, but really it's just supposed to, to add to what we are supposed to be doing. You know, right. um, everything else is a distraction. I think that's part of the reason a lot of people don't get to focusing on their own vision and, and, doing what they're supposed to do because we'll get distracted by our little talents along the way. And I, I right. mean, I could do hair, I could do hair. However, that has nothing to do with the vision for my life. It has <laughs> nothing to do with it, but we get, like you said, I, and thank you so much for hitting it. Cause I've, I've said it and I love how you eloquently put it. Thank you. Just want to add that. <laughs> so I know you have a gift. So, of course, I want to hear hear about that because I love gifts oh. or an offer. So I, I want to hear about that <laughs> okay. really
0: quick. Really quickly. Oh, well, can I say this real fast about what you just said? I just wanted to add this. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, but just like you were saying, like, with being talented in certain areas. Again, remember earlier I did say that, you know, all the skills and gifts that and talents that you need in order to accomplish your vision. God has already put them inside of you. So you have to remember that some of those things that he's given you are just to help you along the way. They're not the ultimate destination. And so we have to be able to figure out what fits where, but know that we're equipped with what we need. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so you have my, my author... There.
1: I, I I've I've yeah, yeah, so we are we still rolling good with time. We're still rolling good, but I wanna make sure, you know, we have a chance so that the listening audience get a chance to hear about your offer definitely. So I'm listening. Well
0: I decided I decided to create this specifically for you guys. Now the catch is it's not going to be available until midnight tonight and then okay. it's going to run for two weeks. Yes, at the request of your gracious host here, Valencia, I decided to give you two weeks to get on this offer. Um, But it might end sooner than that, depending on how many people take me up on this, because it's very limited that I can allow. Um, So from the 9th until the 23rd, starting at midnight tonight, I'm offering a a one 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 one-on-one coaching session, and my coaching sessions start uh, generally at $699. Okay? I'm going to offer one one-on-one session for $97 plus you'll get my audio series on five ways to build your faith. So you'll get the one one-on-one coaching session for $97 and my audio series on five ways to build your faith. Dude. And the way that you retrieve that is you go to my website, kmjohnsondavis.com, click on shop, and then there's a there's a box for sh- special offers. And when you go there, you'll see your offer.
1: Is there a code that we need to put in or? There's
0: no code. It's like I said, it's built specifically for you guys. Um, So whoever hears this broadcast, that's the way that they'll know about it. (laughs) They'll go to it. And, um, and then also, so when you go there and you sign up, Again, it's not going to be live. The link will not be live until midnight tonight. So $97. It's a really great deal, I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> and I and I do qualify for this offer, right? I'm not disqualified. For, uh, <laughs> you
0: qualify. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. I just wanted to, to make sure I, uh, I was going to have to use my initials or a pin name to take advantage of the <laughs> offer if need be. So you guys make sure you go to her website which is KM dot com, correct?
0: No, KM dot com. They go there, they're gonna get all over the place. They need to go to KM Johnson dot com.
1: Oh, okay. Km Johnson dot com. I don't know why I had the other one. Uh so KM I want to, number one, welcome you to the family. (laughs) It has been (laughs) an enlightening, engaging, entertaining, learning, homework-giving interview. And I want to know if you have one tip you would like to leave the audience with tonight. You know,
0: I I would just like to say just don't be you know, discouraged, if your face is not at the level that you think it should be or you don't have a vision, and you know, vision board or you don't have it written down and you're not quite sure what it is that you're supposed to be doing, don't give up and don't feel down about yourself or beat yourself up over that because these things that happen in your life, again, I said earlier that everything happens for a reason. You heard this interview today so that you could know what to do you know, so that you can get a little bit more understanding or knowledge so that you could go forth. You know, Valencia had this idea for you, you know, so think of it like that, because your vision was so important. She was given this idea to have this radio show with this subject on this day. And so just move forward with what you have and begin to create your vision and manifest your destiny from today on.
1: Yay. Yay. And you guys, if you know me, you know this whole radio show was nothing but faith, vision, and all right, Lord, we're going to try this thing out. And so, uh, (laughs) and it worked. (laughs) So, I want to thank you guys for listening in. Thank you so much, Miss KM Johnson-Davis. Make sure you guys connect with her on social media and go to her website, kmjohnsondavis.com. With that being said, I want you guys to think about what's the one thing you can apply from tonight's show. I know it's been an hour-long show. We've, she's dropped many mics and many nuggets. But what one thing can you apply to your life tonight to help you heal and define you? let us know on Define You Radio's Facebook page or connect with me at ValenciaGWallace.com. It's been a great show, guys. Y'all have a great week. Thank you so much, KM.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening in to Healing You. Remember, you must heal you in order to define you. Join us next week, same time, same place, as we continue the healing journey together.